thank you everyone for joining me during this very difficult time of COVID-19. We decided to create content that is especially tailored to the current difficulties people are facing. These are important conversations and that is why I am really excited to speak with my guest today. Welcome, Madison Papp. Hi, Hi. Madison. Madison, you're a private chef and a recipe developer based in New York City. Um, you have an amazing story to tell, which I can't wait for to get into it, um, that will inspire people. Um, but first, I always start the show with my first question, what do you believe? So one thing that I love to think about um, is creating a wonderland in any environment I'm in, um, whether that's my bedroom, my kitchen, someone else's kitchen, how you take any space um, and be creative in it, make magic, uh, and really make it feel not just like home, but a special home. Amazing. So how did you, could you walk us through how you did that and what really inspired you to do that? Yeah, I would say that uh, I started creating these separate worlds for myself um, when I was really young. I mean, it started with playing with Barbie dolls and creating magic castles uh, in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I would just zone out for hours and have this great um, space for creativity and, and play. And... I got to really connect with that side of myself uh, when I was sick. I was actually sick twice in my, my life. Um, once when I was uh, about seven years old, I was diagnosed with epilepsy. And mm -hmm. it took me out of school. Uh, and even I wasn't even allowed to participate in certain classes at school, like gym class. I couldn't have play dates unless they were supervised. And it was a very difficult time. Um, and so during that time, I leaned on my imagination quite a bit uh, when I had that time to myself, when I wasn't at a doctor's office or getting some sort of treatment. And then later on in life, when I was in my early 20s, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and autoimmune conditions as a result of that Lyme disease. And I again, was spending much of my time getting treatment or in a doctor's office um, or just feeling awful and sick in bed. And so I learned to create these micro worlds and it really got me through that time. Amazing. What an experience. Um, so during this time right now, I mean, building these worlds, I think is incredibly important because in this isolation that everyone's feeling, I think you know, most people, some people are just feeling incredibly stuck and not really knowing how to sort of deal with, the, you know, the walls that are around them that are closing in. Can you maybe take us through, like, give us, give, just give some advice about how they can sort of use that blue sky time to sort of dream and think about and create the things that maybe will inspire them and help them get through the day? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think one of the things I, since I'm a chef and I love to cook and food has always been a space of comfort for me. Uh, you know, when I, when I was sick with, with Lyme disease, my diet was altered quite a bit just to support my healing process. Um, and the same happened to me when I had epilepsy when I was younger. And 
because I couldn't eat sugar, for example, or I couldn't eat certain foods, or I was avoiding foods, uh, it allowed me to go to that space of, hey, how can I substitute? How can I create something delicious mm. out of what I have? Um, and that can trickle down in any world. You know, you can have a world where maybe that's art for you. Um, you know, right now I'm wearing a tie-dye t-shirt. Uh, I made this the other week out of an old white t-shirt and I took turmeric, the old turmeric that was about to expire in my spice cabinet. Wow. I took some, um, I got a red berry tea. I used hibiscus and some food dye. Uh, and I, I made this tie-dye t-shirt, right? So you can create art projects for yourself. Mm. Um, I've seen some people with their children creating these beautiful tents and forts out of sheets and, and things. Uh, yeah. And I, I really do encourage people that uh, you don't need to have this big adventure and experience to make your life feel meaningful and worthwhile. You can create incredible adventures, incredible experiences in your imagination, in your head. Um, maybe for some people that's even writing a story, uh, right? I know some of my friends right now, one of them's writing a children's book. Uh, I, I know another person has learned um, how to paint. Someone else is learning a new language. And I think that's really important is just to keep yourself going, however small or big your world may be. And regardless if you're con you know, confined to you know, a small studio apartment or maybe a house that um, isn't near a lot of people, you, know, you, can, you can still have those moments where you can look out your window and engage um, and be in that really wonderful space. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Wow. That, that was so beautifully said and, and poignant. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, it, it's interesting. I was having this conversation with, with a friend of mine and, and I think that some people are just are pushing themselves. Well, I haven't written the great novel yet. And I haven't written that piece of music and they're musicians. And I think that there are you know, some people can really connect to that creativity, you know, and, and others it's there's the fear that I think that's because I think there's some fear and and which is creating that inertia and of not being able to yeah. get up and 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 create um and and I you know I completely uh empathize with that so I I know that that's um I think you know we we probably freak out first and and the freak out could last a week or and then get to the creativity you know it's okay to freak out at first and feel all the feels and feelings and then get to the creation um yeah. I actually there's something I would like to speak to about that creation and and feeling a bit stir crazy that's something I absolutely went through um especially when I had Lyme disease there were days where I couldn't get out of bed um, there were days where I lost the ability to read, to write, to speak, to walk. Um, so I truly was, for moments, trapped in my body. And what I did is I created these little fantasies in my head, adventures, places I would go, trips I, I would travel on. Um, and that's something that I felt was quite helpful um, for me. But the other thing that I, I, I would like to add is that What's unique about this situation is, you know, globally, we're really all in this together. 
and that's lovely. But for so many people who um, have illnesses that follow them around every day that keep them confined, um, it can it can be isolating on a whole other level. Um, so I think it's also really important to take a moment to think about your isolation and the level of it. Um, and then how can you take that up a notch? How can you make that special? How can you refine it to the point where you feel good in yourself and your soul? Oh, God. so true. Thank you for that. It's absolutely true. Thank you. This is such an important conversation right now. And I, I, I'm filled with gratitude for, 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 for all of what you're saying because people I, need to hear it. You know, we, we are all in this together and, and, um, it's time, it is time to lean on each other. And, um, do, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's a solo project either. You know, you can create with people because there's time. And, and I believe that I, I know for me waking up with a purpose for the day and intention for the day at the end of the day, I want to, to accomplish X it really helps me focus on something and create purpose. Aside right. from this podcast, which to me is all about purpose, um, hearing everyone, hearing all of your purpose, you know, what, what's, what your purpose in life is and all of the guests, it's, it's an incredible opportunity um, to get that out to, to others. Um, you know, now just kind of rolling it back a little bit to, you know, this is like the, the bigger thank you for the bigger conversation of what is to be confined and, and all that you went through. Um, just, just to sort of, I, you know, you hear people say, Oh, you know, but I'm like, here I am, I'm gaining weight. You know, I'm, I'm, what do I do? I can't move. I can't exercise. I can't, I'm afraid to walk outside. I mean, what do you say to the people who are at home and, you know, they want to stay healthy. Right. And, you know, you know, with, you know, of course now there's a financial situation as well right. that most people are going through so they can't really afford you know is whether it's organic products or produce um so what could you what do you talk to me about what people can do to sort of feel good about what they're eating even though they may not have access to a lot of the foods that normally would be healthy okay. of course yeah i think the one thing that's amazing that we all have access to is um, Google and it's free. And I think that finding out through Google or Twitter or social media or reaching out to friends, how you can get access to things on a budget. Um, I've seen so many posts and stories and articles about um, people who are stepping up during this time and providing individuals access to healthy food. I think that's really important. Yeah. Uh, I also think that, you know, if you have a very strict budget for the week, planning ahead, thinking about if when you are going grocery shopping, if you are going grocery shopping, what are the things that you can buy that will really nourish your body? Maybe instead of reaching for a box of cookies, that's, you know, $3 a box, reach for, you know, a two or three dollar big giant bunch of kale. Um, little things like that can make a huge difference. Great. I love that. Can you also kind of go into that a bit more in terms of 
Like I was, everyone says, buy frozen vegetable, but could you just give me a breakdown? Like what, what should you absolutely avoid? What are the misconceptions about being in this situation and what to buy and what not to buy? I feel like there's a lot of confusion there for me anyway. I don't know about others, but. Yeah, I think one, one thing that, um, I mean, in terms of what to buy in terms of like nutrition or. Yeah, it's like what, like, do you buy, you know, beans in the can as opposed to beans that are, you know, dried beans? I mean, you know, just things right. that, that, that you kind of reach for because you're in a panic mode and then things that you should really just think for a second, like don't buy that because it's, it's loaded yeah. with sodium and you're going to feel bloated and it's not going to make you feel good. Right. You know, those those sort of options? Absolutely. I mean, I, I would definitely lean on whole foods. Um, and actually, what's interesting about beans in a can is that they are in a can and they're connected to a water source that they're floating around in, and that expands the beans. So if you get dried beans that you can soak overnight, you're actually going to get a greater volume. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes dried beans can be cheaper than a can of beans. Um, so that's something I would definitely recommend. Uh, also, you know, things that really pop up like a healthy grain or quinoa or rice. Um, that's something that I would definitely lean on. So I hear you have a recipe for us. Yes, I do. Tell uh, us. So one thing that I love to do um, is have little tonics or juices that I drink during the day that aren't focused on a ton of sugar or anything artificial, but have nutrients in it that really hydrate my body. Um, it's a great, and something that's a great alternative to soda. Cause I, I don't know about you, but I get really bored drinking water all day, every day. Yes, yeah. drink water. Absolutely. It's great. <laughs> awesome. But if you're looking for something special, that, that's, that's just something that, that I think about often, um, you know, is how can I make my day extra special and sometimes creating a beverage, even if you don't have time or the space to create a whole meal is still a beautiful thing. Um, so I create a recipe, which is a ginger citrus juice, um, with calendula, but you can also use any other, um, tea and I'll have suggestions for that too in the recipe. Um, but I wanted to create something that's, um, nourishing and healthy and delicious and exciting to drink. I also recommend adding some vodka to that. So the, the drink can go from day to night. Oh my God. I love that. I yeah. I personally love, I, I, I love an outfit that can go day to night. I love a makeup, makeup look that can go day to night. So this drink can go day to night, um, which I think is uplifting, especially during this time. If people want to get into that mood and that mode and feel extra special, because if you make a big picture of it, you know, from eight to five, you're, you're drinking it virgin and then you make it super adult after 5 p.m. So. Oh my God, Madison, that rocks. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Um, I would definitely be making that today. Sorry. Yeah, it only has five ingredients too. It's just ginger, which you can find um, at most small convenience stores or your grocery store, um, orange, lemon, honey, and then calendula. But if you can't find calendula flowers or calendula tea, you can use another tea. Um, so it's just great. I guess it's a more a more elevated version of Arnold Palmer. Oh, nice! Yeah, I love it. But I chose calendula 
to use because uh, it is a flower with a ton of really wonderful herbal properties. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a flower that's been studied by modern medical science. And you, you can go on the website for Mount Sinai and they'll even have a description about calendra and its, and its uses. So I wanted to add something into the drink um, that brings a, a, a greater awareness to, to herbals and supplements too. Um, that's something that I believe very deeply in. I think you always need to see a medical doctor, um, but I think that herbs and plants have a ton of power too. Oh, for sure. I, 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 I agree. Um, for their healing properties and yes, absolutely. Um, so just, I'm just curious, what, what's your typical day of eating? Oh, it, it definitely varies. Um, and it also depends on what time I go to sleep. I am a night owl. Ah. Um, you, so cook in the, you cook a lot at, late at night? I do. And also, I will, I will stay up till 3, 4, 5, sometimes 6 in the morning, just having that creative time to myself. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe I'll sleep from 6 to 12, and then I won't eat till 3. But sometimes I have a normal day where I'm waking up at nine and, you know, I'm going to sleep by 11 or 12. But a typical breakfast, I actually love a savory breakfast. Um, for example, this morning I had some fresh um, Swiss chard. Uh, mm -hmm. And I cooked the Swiss chard, the Swiss chard in a homemade broth, chicken mm -hmm. broth that I made with some lemon peel and some chili. And then I added this grain that I recently discovered called Fonio, which is an African grain, it's gluten-free. I actually prefer it to quinoa. You can find on Amazon, Fonio, F-O-N-I-O, um, and it's delicious. So I had that for breakfast, savory breakfast, but I also love doing a green juice, and I love a smoothie, but only if I add a ton of spirulina and chlorella and ginger in there, because I want to feel that that smoothie is hyper-healthy, regardless if that's in my head or not. Um, I don't, but yeah, I don't love super carby, sugary things in the morning. Um, I feel like that doesn't carry me through the day, but of course, you know, on the occasion, I will indulge in a stack of pancakes and I will indulge in a delicious croissant if I get my hands on one. Uh, but you know, but these, but these days I, I also, I'm eating simply too. And that's the other thing I want to talk about. I think, you know, people sometimes are thinking, okay, I'm home, now I have to create these like big meals that take so much time and effort. You can create simple, delicious, nourishing, healthy food in a pinch. Um, you know, my breakfast this morning, it took me about 10 minutes to make, max. Um, Fonio, I love that grain uh, because it cooks up in six minutes or less, actually. Um, yeah, it's, it's super easy and you, you can't, it's it's impossible to burn or mess up. And I, I love ingredients like that. It's a real star. Oh, game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I'm like, I want to know everything that you eat. <laughs> yeah. like uncover things that we've never, I've never even heard of that before. And, um, yeah. And the other thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm saving a lot of stuff. So for example, um, if I'm putting lemon juice in my water, oh, I'm actually yeah. taking the peel and I'm putting it in my freezer and then if I make stock, or if I just want hot water with a hint of lemon, I'm putting the peel back in there from the freezer. Um, and that's been something I, I love doing too, saving as much as I can. Yes, I'd love to hear more about this and how to do, and how to create recipes from things that you already have 
cooked with or your leftovers and being creative in that way? Yeah, I think one of my favorite things I'm doing, and you can look online. So Tyler Florence, I believe it's on the Food Network website. He has a recipe for chicken stock that you make with a whole chicken. And then after you just take the skin off the chicken and then you take the chicken and you can put it back in the stock and then you have, you know, chicken soup. Um, but then you also have all this amazing stock and broth that you didn't have to buy and love from the grocery store. Um, I actually, you know, hopefully the broth and stock companies don't hate on me, but it's cheaper. <laughs> it's much cheaper to make your own stock than, uh, than it is to buy, you know, like the five or six dollar carton, however much it is. Um, and it tastes better and it's more nourishing, in my opinion. Um, so that's something I've been doing is making all of my own stocks and all my own broths and storing them in the freezer or the refrigerator. Um, and you know, I also, another thing I really have loved doing is, um, just taking things like berries that are maybe a little bit past their prime and then going in and, um, you know, freezing them or making a jam. And that's something that's been really fun to do too. Uh, when you have something in your refrigerator or that is about to go bad, freeze it. You know, that's something I, I'm a huge proponent of. Don't let things go to waste and things can, you know, work themselves out. Another thing I've been doing is I've been making my own butter because I don't want to carry, oh. I want to carry a lot of butter back from the grocery store. So I'll buy a combination of cream and sour cream. Um, and I'll be making really beautiful cultured butter at home, but then the milk that's left over, because when you make butter, the fat separates from, um, the, from liquid, um, and you're left with this, you know, really beautiful milky buttermilk, essentially. I'm and like, then I, I, like, all I want is bread and butter right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I, I don't know if I can try. I just, I just made a loaf of bread. <laughs> so that's why I'm thinking about bread and butter right now. Um. <laughs> I want to be at your house. Yeah, but I've been taking the leftover milk from from the butter making and culturing it. Now it's you know buttermilk that I that cultured buttermilk that I have in my refrigerator, and then I'm putting that back into the bread I'm making. So creating these really wonderful cycles with food is a great thing. Um, you know, there's there's so much creativity out there, and and again, I you know I although I am a chef and I do that professionally, I'm a huge proponent of Google and YouTube and Instagram, you know, these resources are here and they're free. So I really do encourage people to go into a tunnel, yeah. dive into the internet and explore. There's so much information out there and there's so many amazing voices. Oh my oh. God, and you're, a, you're an amazing voice. Thank you for your voice, really. What, tell everyone what your Instagram is so that they'll follow you. Yeah, so um, you can follow me at uh, Madison Papp. Uh, M-A-D-I-S-O-N-P-A-P-P. -P. Perfect. Thank you yeah. so much. This was this was incredibly enlightening. And Jared, just a beautiful soul. Thank you so much for your insight and sharing your story and wonderful recipes. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I can't wait to do a live with you. In I know. It's going to be really fun. A very short time. I know. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank you, Madison, and I'll speak with you very, very soon. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye.